Please join me in a prayer of petition and intercession. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence here with us. We thank you for all the day-to-day blessings that you provide for us. We praise you as a God of all wisdom, a God of strength, a God of love and mercies that never end. We praise you as the creator of all things. We praise you as a God we can trust and rely on. And we know you're there for us. We know you're watching out for us and that you'll be there whenever we need you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this time to worship you in freedom and in love. We'll take just a moment for some silent meditation. Pray for the the people that you know that, that you're surrounded with that are in need of prayer right now. We thank you, Lord, again for this day. Be with us this morning as we worship you and show you our love as we receive the power of your Holy Spirit. Please join me for the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I trust you. I'm going to read from Luke chapter 16, verse 10. He who is faithful in very little is faithful also in much. And he who is dishonest is in a very little dishonest also in much. If then you have not faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will entrust to you to true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is in others, who will give you what which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. Here ends the reading. We're going to do the lay sermon first. And my lay sermon is God's holiness. There is no escape. And it would seem odd that a human would run away from God and try to create a separation between them and the all-powerful, all-loving God. Yet some do try this for a variety of bad reasons. Separation from God is impossible. It can only happen metaphorically. And while we try this foolish, pointless action before we even decide to make it. Number one, one reason we can't do this. He is omnipotent, and his omnipotence shows him the why and when we will try to take this foolishly pointless action before we even decide to take it. He is omnipresent. In other words, there is nowhere one can go to remove yourself from God and his presence because he is simply everywhere at any given moment. It's like trying to hide from someone in a small, well-lit and empty room. It's pointless and it will not work. This actually reminds me of a small child. I used to do this. 
You can't see me, I've got my eyes closed. That's what it's like to run from God. Furthermore, God's love does not allow us to separate ourselves from him. You may try and run and hide from him, perhaps because you don't feel loved and your emotions are telling you you're not wanted. But this is only a feeling. It's not actuality. His love is so great for us that allowing us the room to hide in and escape his lovely presence is literally impossible. Finally, I will say, he isn't just loving, but he's also perfectly just. His perfect justice is why nothing he created can run from him and get away. Satan, even Satan is unable to hide anything from him. And this allows that he cannot permanently injure any of his beloved children because of this. With impunity. He will always pay for what he's done. In the end, in space. Why wouldn't we be able to hide anything from him that could possibly harm ourselves or others? That doesn't make any sense. If you have bad intentions to do something with an object, you can't hide it. God knows. You know. The word holy, God is holy. The word holy means separate. He is not from or of this world. God must re remain completely separate. His holiness creates an impossible divide between us. So he came to earth as Jesus, as human, to be tortured and die as the sacrificial lamb, to build the bridge between us and God himself. So the two worlds could be connected by that bridge of Jesus, the perfect world with the imperfect world. His absolute holiness creates an absolute separation between us and perfect humans and his perfect holiness, like I said. The only way we may bridge this separation is having faith in the bridge builder, his son Jesus, who lived here on earth as one of us and died as a sacrificial lamb to bring us back into the Lord's God family. Thank you. Awesome job, Mike, as usual, and awesome job, Steph, because without my staff right now, we'd be nothing. So thank you to my cameraman, Kathy and Marie, and my friend, my friend slash partner, Fred, who plays awesome trumpet, so thanks for being a part of us today. The sermon title is called, You Can Run, But Can You Hide? How many of you have played hide and seek? Congregation, how many of you have played hide and seek? To some, it's a kid's game. To some, it can mean running from something and hiding from it. What does scripture say about running and hiding? And Psalm 31, 1 to 7, the Psalm Habi David, we see in the first three verses, he is running to Elohim Adonai, which is Father God. And saying in verse three, you are my rock, you are my fortress and hiding place. And verses four, we are seeing that Habi David is taking refuge with Elohim Adonai. I will rejoice in you. This psalm is showing us in a time of trouble and joy, we need to be running to God Adonai. 
How many of you, when younger, got in trouble and ran off so you can get caught? What does scripture tell us about that? In Hebrews 4.13, there is no creature that is hidden from sight, but all things are naked and laid upon before the eyes of whom we must give an account. This very verse shows us that when we run from something or try to get out of doing something you don't do or you don't want to do, man may not see it, but the Lord out of nine sees everything. Growing up, I found myself in situations where I thought I could run and hide. How many of you have lied growing up to stay at a friend's longer, or you didn't want to go home, or had your friend lie to protect you from getting in trouble? You may think for the time being, I got away with it. But in truth, you didn't get caught yet. In the long term, I will come out of what you did wrong. Your friend may fuss up to your parents. Or what does God say about it? You may try to run, but you cannot hide, for nothing new is under the sun. We find ourselves in trouble or feel God, Adonai, is mad. Human nature is to run. But what are you running to? Running to more trouble or running to Adonai? An example of this is the prodigal son in Luke 15, 11, and following we see the younger son wanting inheritance. What does he do with it? He uses it in the wrong ways, partying, running wild, thinks he's having the time of his life. In reality, he is, in, he is deep down not having the time of his life. He is actually in trouble. He keeps running and running. He makes one problem into a bigger problem and keeps running to know he is alone, hungry, tired, friends abandon him. So in his mind, a last resort is he runs home to his father. Is his father mad to some degree? No, yes and no, but he's more joyous because his son came back because he was lost and found. In our lives, when we avoid problems we don't want to deal with, we're so like the prodigal son, we start running. We run off to our friends. We run off to entertainment to keep us from thinking about the problem. When it catches up to you as human nature, you feel, I can handle this on my own. When we handle things on our own, we run into problems like the prodigal son. Believe me, I've run into that many times. In Scripture, 2 Timothy 4, 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. I kept the faith. And this scripture means you are fighting a fight and finished, but you are not finished with the race yet. We finish the race when we are called home. Another take on this is that when we run into trouble, we need to run to God, Elohim, as our first option and not our last. The Lord already knows what choices we as humans will make. We make bad decisions. When we let our flesh take over and our heart take over, 
I know I did big time in 94, and it took a teacher to lay down the law with me because of how extreme that situation is. I will never forget that moment in her classroom after school screaming at me, and she had every right to do so, and then some. When we let our heart take over, we are saying, okay, I can handle the situation on my own. Kind of like the Burger King commercial, where we want to have it our way, but can you really handle it on your own? This is where Hashatan Satan comes in and will give you thoughts. You know you can do this your way, like the Burger King commercial. When you have it your way, what does the Lord Adonai say? In Proverbs 21:12, every man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord Adonai weighs the heart. In this verse right here, we see that when man thinks he is right, usually it is the opposite because the flesh is going by, what do I want, I need? We end up having what's called the I problem and putting self over God. When we run from God, Elohim, we are saying, I don't need you, I have this under control my way. When we make that decision, we get into messes. A while back, I was making cookies and didn't follow the directions and ended up with burnt cookies in a trashed kitchen. What would have happened if I followed the directions on the box? No burnt cookies, no trash kitchen. This brings me to my second point about the instruction manual of life. How often do you read that manual known as the Bible? If I ask this question and how often, depending on the person, I may get 20 different answers from 20 different people. Do we look at the manual of life, the Bible, when life is good? Do we, re do we look at it and read it when we're having a rough time in our lives? What does scripture say about that? In Philippians 4, 6, in nothing being anxious, but in everything by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, let your request be known to God, Adonai. When our life is treating us good, do we thank the Lord, Adonai? Or do we do more like the Burger King commercial, have it our way? Scripture tells us that we are to be relying on the word in good and bad times. He created us to be worshiping him. We as humans get caught off and off balance. The next is, how do we stay balanced? The answer is simple. We need the word of God, Elohim, the Bible. You may ask, how does this put us back on track or balanced? When we read scripture, we are being told of the promises the Lord Adonai has for us. You might ask, what are the promises he is keeping? We go to the book, Genesis Pashit, um, 9.13, I sent a rainbow and a cloud as a covenant of a promise that the waters will not flood the whole earth. That is, the next promise is of Israel, the covenant to be made to bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. In Genesis 12.1, now the Lord Adonai says to Abraham, Leave your country and your relatives and your father's house and go to a land that I will show you. 
Question to the kind. If Abraham didn't follow this instruction, what would he become? We might not have had the blessing from God in verse 2, where it says, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you will be a blessing. In verse 3, I will bless those that bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All families of the earth will be blessed through you. This is the second promise Adonai made in the land of Israel. The next promise I'm going to be talking about is Leviticus 26.1. And following talk about covenant for man, I will not leave you nor forsake you. When things are going good, we fall. We have people who want to be with us. When things are bad, you find out the true nature of humans. When things go bad, another may tend to shy away either in pain or we don't want to. During those times, you find that there is one person who never leaves you, and that is the Lord Adonai. He wants us to draw near to him in good and bad so he can show us his blessings. In closing, what do we want to do with those blessings? Do we run or run off in the good times, like the prodigal son, and think we have it under control, or my way, or do we rejoice in God and let him guide us? This right here is where we, we need to be. We need to run to God, Elohim, in good and bad, and not run from him. I remember before giving my life to Christ, my best friend at the time, would, in a wheelchair, would always say to me, You're running, why are you running, why are you running? And I would be telling her, I ain't running, I'm a foreign child heels. And she would always say to me, you need to get your life right with God. The way you're running from God, you might as well be on the school track team because you may be breaking school records as well as world records from running from God. And she would always say that to me. And it wasn't until I hit rock bottom on December 20th, 1996. And she was right. At that time in my life, yes. I was running. I was running to the wrong places. And we see this again, nothing new is under the sun. Also, the, we have the last promise. I will touch on, more than likely, the next big event, the rapture of the church. Are you ready for the next chapter of your life? Do you think you have time to put off? I will say to you, we are literally almost out of time. If you have not made that decision to make Christ as your personal savior, I suggest you do this now because you may not have tomorrow or 10 minutes. That may be too late. If you guys, anyone wants to accept, pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I know I have sinned and need a savior. Please forgive me. Come into my heart and life and be Lord of my life and I will follow you all of my days. If you pray this online or television congregation, let us know via email or phone. Our phone is 763-537-8351. Our online audience is all of it, umc1 at protonmail.com. Thank you. Please join in the offertory prayer printed in your bulletin. Holy giver of all good blessings, we find ourselves under a debt we can never overcome. Every blessing we have received or hope to receive comes from your generosity. The gifts we bring to you this morning 
pale in comparison to the bottom line of our ledger, yet you manage your kingdom on a different economic model, one where equality is grace, forgiveness, compassion, mercy, and justice. You encourage us to be shrewd in the world's money, knowing it's not the currency that matters in the end. And so we pray in the name of Jesus, whose life and death paid our debt. Amen. Please turn in your red hymnal for the offertory hymn, Jesus Calls Us, Red Book 503.
announcement, so if they need any prayer, please come up. We would like to have you. I'd like to touch on our meeting that's going to be coming up on September 25th at 2 p.m. Our district superintendent, Dan Johnson, will be here to facilitate a vote on disaffiliation. Plan on attending on Sunday, September 25th at 2 p.m. Also, next Wednesday is when we start a Bible study. We do this online, so if anyone is interested, please get a hold of Robin and let us know, or get a hold of the church, and the church can get a hold of me. And any newcomers today? If you come, yep, yep. We see a new face that is a very good friend of mine and also a musician. Fred Hall plays phenomenal trumpet. And you got and you gotta come see us on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. closing prayer is a blessing I've learned is Baruch Atah Adonai Micha Res and Shalom Blessed are you O God King of Israel and King of the world and please go on Shalom
Please join me in a prayer of petition and intercession. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence here with us. We thank you for all the day-to-day blessings that you provide for us. We praise you as a God of all wisdom, a God of strength, a God of love and mercies that never end. We praise you as the creator of all things. We praise you as a God we can trust and rely on. And we know you're there for us. We know you're watching out for us and that you'll be there whenever we need you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this time to worship you in freedom and in love. We'll take just a moment for some silent meditation. We pray for the the people that you know that, that you're surrounded with that are in need of prayer right now. We thank you, Lord, again for this day. Be with us this morning as we worship you and show you our love as we receive the power of your Holy Spirit. Please join me for the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I trust you. I'm going to read from Luke chapter 16, verse 10. He who is faithful in very little is faithful also in much. And he who is dishonest is in a very little dishonest also in much. If then you have not faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will entrust to you to true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is in others, who will give you what which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. Here ends the reading. We're going to do the lay sermon first. And my lay sermon is God's holiness. There is no escape. It would seem odd that a human would run away from God and try to create a separation between them and the all-powerful, all-loving God. Yet some do try this for a variety of bad reasons. Separation from God is impossible. It can only happen metaphorically. And while we try this foolish, pointless action before we even decide to make it. Number one, one reason we can't do this. He is omnipotent, and his omnipotence shows him the why and when we will try to take this foolishly pointless action before we even decide to take it. He is omnipresent. In other words, there is nowhere one can go to remove yourself from God and his presence because he is simply everywhere at any given moment. It's like trying to hide from someone in a small, well-lit and empty room. It's pointless and it will not work. This actually reminds me of a small child. I used to do this. 
You can't see me, I've got my eyes closed. That's what it's like to run from God. Furthermore, God's love does not allow us to separate ourselves from him. You may try and run and hide from him, perhaps because you don't feel loved and your emotions are telling you you're not wanted. But this is only a feeling. It's not actuality. His love is so great for us that allowing us the room to hide in and escape his lovely presence is literally impossible. Finally, I will say, he isn't just loving, but he's also perfectly just. His perfect justice is why nothing he created can run from him and get away. Satan, even Satan is unable to hide anything from him. And this allows that he cannot permanently injure any of his beloved children because of this, with impunity. He will always pay for what he's done, in the end, in space. Why would we be able to hide anything from him that could possibly harm ourselves or others? That doesn't make any sense. If you have bad intentions to do something with an object, you can't hide it. God knows, you know. The word holy, God is holy. The word holy means separate. He is not from or of this world. God must re remain completely separate. His holiness creates an impossible divide between us. So he came to earth as Jesus, as human, to be tortured and die as the sacrificial lamb, to build the bridge between us and God himself. So the two worlds could be connected by that bridge of Jesus, the perfect world with the imperfect world. His absolute holiness creates an absolute separation between us and perfect humans and his perfect holiness, like I've said. The only way we may bridge this separation is having faith in the bridge builder, his son Jesus, who lived here on earth as one of us and died as a sacrificial lamb to bring us back into the Lord's God family. Thank you. Awesome job, Mike, as usual, and awesome job, staff, because without my staff right now, we'd be nothing. So thank you to my cameraman, Kathy and Marie, and my friend, my friend slash partner, Fred, who plays awesome trumpet, so thanks for being a part of us today. The sermon title is called, You Can Run, But Can You Hide? How many of you have played hide and seek? Congregation, how many of you have played hide and seek? To some, it's a kid's game. To some, it can mean running from something and hiding from it. What does scripture say about running and hiding? And Psalm 31, 1 to 7, the Psalm Havi David, we see in the first three verses, he is running to Elohim Adonai, which is Father God. And saying in verse 3, you are my rock, you are my fortress, and hiding place. And verses 4, we are seeing that Havi David is taking refuge with Elohim Adonai. I will rejoice in you. This psalm is showing us in a time of trouble and joy, we need to be running to God Adonai. 
How many of you, when younger, got in trouble and ran off so you couldn't get caught? What does scripture tell us about that? In Hebrews 4.13, there is no creature that is hidden from sight, but all things are naked and laid upon before the eyes of whom we must give an account. This very verse shows us that when we run from something or try to get out of doing something you don't do or you don't want to do, man may not see it, but the Lord Adonai sees everything. Growing up, I found myself in situations where I thought I could run and hide. How many of you have lied growing up to stare to friends longer, or you didn't want to go home, or had your friend lie to protect you from getting in trouble? You may think for the time being, I got away with it. But in truth, you didn't get caught yet. In the long term, it will come out of what you did wrong. Your friend may fuss up to your parents, or what does God say about it? You may try to run, but you cannot hide, for nothing new is under the sun. We find ourselves in trouble or feel God, Adonai, is mad. Human nature is to run. But what are you running to? Running to more trouble or running to Adonai? An example of this is the prodigal son in Luke 15, 11, and following we see the younger son wanting inheritance. What does he do with it? He uses it in the wrong ways, partying, running wild, thinks he's having the time of his life. In reality, he is, in, he is deep down not having the time of his life. He is actually in trouble. He keeps running and running. He makes one problem into a bigger problem and keeps running to know he is alone, hungry, tired, friends abandon him. So in his mind, a last resort is he runs home to his father. Is his father mad to some degree? No. Yes and no, but he's more joyous because his son came back because he was lost and found. In our lives, when we avoid problems we don't want to deal with, we're so like the prodigal son, we start running. We run off to our friends. We run off to entertainment to keep us from thinking about the problem. When it catches up to you as human nature, you feel, I can handle this on my own. When we handle things on our own, we run into problems like the prodigal son. Believe me, I've run into that many times. In Scripture, 2 Timothy 4, 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. I kept the faith. And this scripture means you are fighting a fight and finished, but you are not finished with the race yet. We finish the race when we are called home. Another take on this is that when we run into trouble, we need to run to God, Elohim, as our first option and not our last. The Lord already knows what choices we as humans will make. We make bad decisions. When we let our flesh take over and our heart take over, 
I know I did big time in 94, and it took a teacher to lay down the law with me because of how extreme that situation is. I will never forget that moment in her classroom after school screaming at me, and she had every right to do so, and then some. When we let our heart take over, we are saying, okay, I can handle the situation on my own. Kind of like the Burger King commercial where we want to have it our way, but can you really handle it on your own? This is where Hashatan, Satan, comes in and will give you thoughts. You know you can do this your way, like the Burger King commercial. When you have it your way, what does the Lord Adonai say? In Proverbs 21:12, every man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord Adonai weighs the heart. In this verse right here, we see that when man thinks he is right, usually it is the opposite because the flesh is going by, what do I want, I need? We end up having what's called the I problem and, and putting self over God. When we run from God, Elohim, we are saying, I don't need you. I have this under control my way. When we make that decision, we get into messes. A while back, I was making cookies and didn't follow the directions and ended up with burnt cookies in a trashed kitchen. What would have happened if I followed the directions on the box? No burnt cookies, no trash kitchen. This brings me to my second point about the instruction manual of life. How often do you read that manual known as the Bible? If I ask this question and how often, depending on the person, I may get 20 different answers from 20 different people. Do we look at the manual of life, the Bible, when life is good? Do we, do we look at it and read it? when we're having a rough time in our lives? What does scripture say about that? In Philippians 4, 6, in nothing being anxious, but in everything by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, let your request be known to God, Adonai. When our life is treating us good, do we thank the Lord, Adonai? Or do we do more like the Burger King commercial, have it our way? Scripture tells us that we are to be relying on the word in good and bad times. He created us to be worshiping him. We as humans get caught off and off balance. The next is, how do we stay balanced? The answer is simple. We need the word of God, Elohim, the Bible. You may ask, how does this put us back on track or balanced? When we read scripture, we are being told of the promises the Lord Adonai has for us. You might ask, what are the promises he is keeping? We go to the book, Genesis Pashit um, 9.13, I sent a rainbow and a cloud as a covenant of a promise that the waters will not flood the whole earth. That is, the next promise is of Israel the covenant to be made to bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. In Genesis 12, 1, 3, 1, now the Lord Adonai says to Abraham, leave your country and your relatives and your father's house and go to a land that I will show you. 
Question to the kind. If Abraham didn't follow this instruction, what would he become? We might not have had the blessing from God in verse 2, where it says, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you will be a blessing. In verse 3, I will bless those that bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All families of the earth will be blessed through you. This is the second promise Adonai made in the land of Israel. The next promise I'm going to be talking about is Leviticus 26.1. And following talk about covenant for man, I will not leave you nor forsake you. When things are going good, we fall. We have people who want to be with us. When things are bad, you find out the true nature of humans. When things go bad, another may tend to shy away either in pain or we don't want to. During those times, you find that there is one person who never leaves you, and that is the Lord Adonai. He wants us to draw near to him in good and bad so he can show us his blessings. In closing, what do we want to do with those blessings? Do we run or run off in the good times, like the prodigal son, and think we have it under control, or my way, or do we rejoice in God and let him guide us? This right here is where we, we need to be. We need to run to God, Elohim, in good and bad, and not run from him. I remember before giving my life to Christ, my best friend at the time would, all, in a wheelchair, would always say to me, You're running, why are you running, why are you running? And I would be telling her, I ain't running, I'm in four inch high heels. And she would always say to me, you need to get your life right with God. The way you're running from God, you might as well be on the school track team because you may be breaking school records as well as world records from running from God. And she would always say that to me. And it wasn't until I hit rock bottom on December 20th, 1996. And she was right. At that time in my life, yes. I was running. I was running to the wrong places. And we see this again, nothing new is under the sun. Also, the, we have the last promise. I will touch on, more than likely, the next big event, the rapture of the church. Are you ready for the next chapter of your life? Do you think you have time to put off? I will say to you, we are literally almost out of time. If you have not made that decision to make Christ as your personal savior, I suggest you do this now because you may not have tomorrow or 10 minutes. That may be too late. If you guys, anyone wants to accept, pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I know I have sinned and need a savior. Please forgive me. Come into my heart and life and be Lord of my life and I will follow you all of my days. If you print this online or television congregation, let us know via email or phone. Our phone is 763-537-8351. Our online audience is olliveitumc1 at protonmail.com. Thank you. Please join in the offertory prayer printed in your bulletin. Holy giver of all good blessings, we find ourselves under a debt we can never overcome. Every blessing we have received or hope to receive comes from your generosity. The gifts we bring to you this morning pay.
pale in comparison to the bottom line of our ledger, yet you manage your kingdom on a different economic model, one where equality is grace, forgiveness, compassion, mercy, and justice. You encourage us to be shrewd in the world's money, knowing it's not the currency that matters in the end. And so we pray in the name of Jesus, whose life and death paid our debt. Amen. Please turn in your red hymnal for the offertory hymn, Jesus Calls Us, Red Book 503.
Anyone have any announcements? So if they need any prayer, please come up. We would like to have you. I'd like to touch on a meeting that's gonna be coming up on September 25th at 2 p.m. Our district superintendent, Dan Johnson, will be here to facilitate a vote on disaffiliation. Plan on attending on Sunday, September 25th at 2 p.m. Also, next Wednesday is when we start a Bible study. We do this online, so if anyone is interested, please get a hold of Robin and let us know, or get a hold of the church, and the church can get a hold of me. And any newcomers today? If you come, yep, yep. We see a new face that is a very good friend of mine and also a musician. Brad Hall plays phenomenal trumpet. And you got and you gotta come see us on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Closing prayer is a blessing I've learned is Baruch Ata Adonai Micha Rest and Shalom. Blessed are you, O God, King of Israel and King of the world, and please go on Shalom.